Y'all have a lot of questions about launching and selling, so let's talk about it. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perv. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties to ask Kate anything month. So this is our last episode before we take the rest of, well, not the rest of the whole summer off, but before we take a month off in July, we're going to come back to you on August 11th. I'm very excited for that. We've got some interviews. We've got more solo episodes. So that is the dealio with that. And today's Ask Me Anything questions are all geared around selling sales, all that juicy good stuff. There was one question too, technically that I forgot to answer last time in the CEO one that if we have time, I will try to answer at the end, but I'm trying to keep these to about 20 minutes, just as little bonus odes for you. Um, and that's what would I do differently in my business and how do I schedule my week? So we might just save those for another ask me anything down the road. So question number one, how do you pre-sell something? So you're going to need some type of payment provider, whether this is a direct PayPal button, which I'm not a fan of, Podio, which I absolutely love. You can set any product there to pre-sell, which means you can be working on it on the back end and they're not going to send any of the material to the people. They'll just get the login. You can do send owl as well. They do pre-sales, but technically you can do it with any type of a platform. All you would do is create one lesson and say like coming whenever. So that's essentially what you're going to be delivering to them is a, a coming soon module download PDF. Now, what you need to make sure that you're doing when you're pre-selling is that you have either a Google doc or an actual sales page that's going to be going over the results that people are going to get and what's going to be included in your pre-sale item along with a timeline. I always say for your timeline, and again, this is going to depend on say, are you doing a course? Are you doing a set of printables? Are you doing an ebook? Always give yourself longer than you think, because I'd much rather you'd be like, Hey guys, so you know how you said you were going to get it in three weeks. I finished early here. It is in a week and a half rather than pushing out, pushing out, pushing out. If you are looking at, and they didn't say specifically about pre-selling a course or not. I always say when you're pre-selling a course, running it for the first time, they call it beta launching. I would do your lessons live. Now, the reason why is for most of us is that we will show up to our audience live. We will not miss that deadline unless like the world is like burning down around us. So if you are a perfectionist, if you tend to procrastinate, I think that that's the best way to build a course. And honestly, I wish that I had done that with love your list. I knew going on full well that I would not end up selling the replays, but I think that I'd be able to see the questions that people had. I'd be able to have served people better. They could ask questions, shape them. When you are trying to teach a subject, you can, especially in a bigger course, some things can be sticky or some things you think are obvious. So I would 100%, if you're going to pre-sell it again, have like a Google Doc, like we're going to cover this week one, this week two, this week three, that week four, give yourselves at least two weeks in between when you take your last pre-sale to when you're going to get it delivered. The most important thing to do 
in that interim time is to just make sure that you're sending like little weekly updates, asking questions, all of that sort of thing. If you're selling more of like digital downloads, like letting them just see like behind the scenes of like, Ooh, we're working on this today. Do you guys want it green or do you want it blue? Just make sure that you're keeping in contact with your buyer. I think we've all had situations, particularly purchasing online. We give somebody our money and then we just don't hear from them. So make sure you're sending them weekly updates, even if it's not going to start for a little while and always give them a nice discount when it comes to pre-selling. Book your question. Okay, this one I almost didn't include because I don't do Facebook ads, but I actually got asked this and then I got asked this on a podcast. So apparently this is a really hot question. And that is, is it better to run ads to a freebie or to an easy yes offer? So you can tell they're in my audience because I called it an easy yes offer. This is also called a tiny offer funnel. Again, something priced under $47 that you are sending ads to. Here's the deal. I don't personally do Facebook ads. I can only give you the knowledge that I've learned from other experts, in particularly Emily Hirsch of the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, formerly the Hirsch Report. She owns a giant Facebook ads company. I mean, they do millions of dollars in ad spend. They make millions of dollars for their clients. And what she was saying is with the way that the iOS update is going, having just sending somebody to an ECS offer page and not having a strong order bump, not having that upsell afterwards and not having a super strong funnel afterwards, people are just losing their shirts at this time with the way that things are going with the algorithm. So I don't want to say that you need to have money to burn, but you need to have a proven product. You need to be dialed in on your messaging and you need to be prepared to have a lot of different ad creatives. You just do. Um, cause everybody's ads cost are rising. They just are. They just are. So I would say, I don't necessarily think one is better than the other. I would honestly say, test it. Like that's always my answer to everything. I would test the freebie that you have where easiest offer is on your thank you page. I would test that model with your ads. And then I would also test ads to just sending them to the easiest offer. I would make sure that like you can sort of work out like, oh, do I price those the same? That's 100% up to you. But that's what I would do. I would say test. And I would say, listen to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast by Emily Hirsch. She's the only one that's going to keep you up to date on Facebook ads because her and her team run so, so, so many. Tips for launching to a small list. So this depends on how big you want to go and it depends on the price point of your product. So with a small list, I only want to send all of my launch emails. Say if you're doing a traditional launch with like, you know, the 13 or so emails that we have in the email marketing fairy to sort of help you out that. Um, I think there's even more in the little back shelf sales series that we have inside of love your list. I do not send all of those emails to my entire list. I only send them to people who have been interested in my product. And then I will send one or two to the rest of the list. What's really great about having a small list is you're going to make sure that your tagging is in place. So if somebody has the tag, you know, interested in product and you have a tiny list, you can get their email address and you can send them a five minute loom video and just be like, Hey Tammy. And you don't have to see that. I was checking it out. Like, Oh, I saw that you were looking at love your list. That's really creepy. 
and can just be like, hey, Tammy. So I just wanted to see how you were doing and answer any questions that you might have about Love Your List because I know that we have been talking a lot about it. And I know that you are really passionate about being able to speak your message in a way that gets people to want to give you money as opposed to you having to beg for it. So let me know if you have any questions about the process or stuff like that. I heart you and I'll talk to you later. That can be it right? So being able to have those one-on-one touches is so huge, especially not only do you want to have like interested in a program tagging setup, but you also want to have that they clicked over to a sales page. So I think that that's really great. The other thing with a small list is I would make sure that this isn't just coming from nowhere. So even if it's for a smaller product, like I would never do a full scale launch for something that's $36. That That's just overkill. That's <laughs> using a chainsaw to cut butter doesn't need to happen. So I would just make sure that the emails that I am sending before I want to announce everything, even just the first two before are about the topic of what I am talking about. Then the third one, I like to use the cashing in your trip email. We have it in the little book dress sales series. I think the email marketing fairy might have a slight version of that one. I have to think because the the funnel series are technically different in both. And so again, you talk about like how they've been working hard and all that other stuff. And then you can always be like, all right, you know, if someone's clicking on this link, then I'm going to send them a frequently asked questions or then I'll send them, you know, a couple additional follow-up emails. So get them excited. If this is a new product or you're revamping a product in one of those emails and sort of your pre-launch, even those two weeks before, go ahead and ask them to pick their cover art or help let them help you pick a bonus. I think that that's a really smart move when you have a small list because if they're willing to click on a look in the bonus, then that could even give you something to talk about and say that loom video. So it's like, so I'm creating this bundle because I name it, right? So I'm creating this mom's guide to meal planning. So that way by Friday, you're still actually eating this stuff and you're not grossed out. And I want to include a bonus, but I can't decide if I want to do a shopping list one or if I want to do one about like storage containers. I'm just making this up. Can you just click which one you think is best? And then it's just a link that goes to two separate thank you pages that say yes. And then like the next week you can announce the winner and you can also announce that the card's opening too. So lots of fun things that you could do with a small list. And don't go in this with, oh, I have a small list. I'm not going to make a lot of money. Again, if you only have 10 people on your list and you are selling something that's $47, no, you are not going to have a $10,000 launch. It's absolutely not going to happen. But if you've got 100 people and you are launching a group coaching program, why can't you end up with 15 people on it? Like, don't, don't tie the hands of the universe. Just show up for your people. (laughs) Be more excited for them than you are for your own content and it'll all work out. So I hope that that helps. I hope that that helps. Would you rather crawl across glass naked or have to stand in line at the DMV with Taco Bell tummy? you know what I'm talking about, then actually have to write an email to your list. I mean, you don't want to come off too salesy and what if you're boring and you don't want to add to all of the noise. And somehow every single week, besides the cold sweat, you bust out 
with being finger tied, you know, instead of tongue tied because you're actually typing. Don't you just wish that you could just magically snap your fingers and almost have somebody else write your emails for you? Well, that's exactly what you're going to get when you invest in the email marketing fairy. The email marketing fairy template set is over 50 grab and go newsletters, welcome series, and even an 11 part sales funnel that you can use as an amazing jumping off point to actually write emails that connect with your audience, get replies, and most importantly, get those buy buttons hit. And all you need to do to get your hands on this, along with almost $100 worth of free bonuses, is by heading on over to theemailmarketingfairy.com. That's right, head on over to theemailmarketingfairy.com and you will never have to awkwardly tell your list, hey, I know it's been a while, ever again. Next one, how do you handle it when your family doesn't believe in your business? This one is really, really tough. So I didn't have that situation and this is why it's sort of tough for me to answer because I always like to give you guys from my experience. But from helping students who are in this situation, spending as much time online or listening to podcasts like me and your ear because we're friends or um, you know, joining paid communities if that's an option for you financially, joining free communities, spending as much time with other online entrepreneurs, other bloggers, other content creators has to be your mission. 100% it has to be your mission. Your other mission with that when people do not believe in you is you need to be laser focused on efficiency, meaning because nobody believes in you, because they just think that you are fooling around in the computer. You need to make sure that if you only have an hour a day to work on your business, like truly, truly madly deeply, you need to make sure that you are doing sales generating activities, doing the brave thing. That's what we talk about over and over and over and over and over again here on the podcast, do the brave thing. So sitting down and creating 10 million blogs on your blog that's getting no traffic or even 10 million pins for Pinterest, it's not going to move the needle as much as getting in front of other people's audiences, maybe getting and doing a giant roundup where you ask like 50 experts their opinion on something. And then you hope that they go and share that with their audience because you link back to them, right? Those sorts of things. You've got to work on the things that are going to generate money and traffic, depending on your business model, as fast as humanly possible, because nothing turns around lack of support like results. And so you unfortunately cannot afford to go slow. You have to be brave. You just, you have to 100% when it comes to that. So hang around people that are also on the entrepreneurs. Cause usually even if you're listening to a podcast, you can do other stuff, say around the house. So let that be your spending time with entrepreneur time. When you get that hour in front of your computer, it's this, and just don't, don't let them drag you down. People, they don't get it and they're never going to get it. And honestly, I need workers, so I'm not going to complain. <laughs> I'm not going to complain, but a lot of people cannot stomach this lifestyle of being able to make $10,000 one day and the next day make a hundred and the next day make 2000 and the next day they can't, they're not built for it, but you're built for it because you're listening to this podcast. So I believe in you and you just need to remember to believe in you too. Let's see what to do if your launch fails, but you really, really need money. This is a really great question. I think I'm going to save those other ones for another episode, some point down the line. This one, 
it's a huge mindset issue. So the first thing that you need to do after launch fails is that you need to separate the launch, the product and your own self-worth, which is really, really hard, really, really hard. And I think that most people end up giving up on their launches way too early. Like, oh, it's never going to happen. You need to, on those last couple of days, truly madly believe that you are the type of person that gets miracles. You are the type of person that sells out. You are this type of individual that these things happen to, or it is not going to work. So say that you did do all that, but for some freak reason, it didn't happen, right? Now you need to go back and dissect it a little bit. If you're in the mindset of I'm going to be a scientist, right? Okay. This launch failed. Why? Well, go look at some numbers. Were there enough people? Was it the price point? Were people clicking over? What's going on? You can be a scientist. If you need the money, then have a down sell. Meaning a couple of days after you've launched up your launch, pull out a bonus. If it's something higher priced, look for a lower priced affiliate thing or something and send it to them. Be like, Hey, I know that we have talked a lot about nurturing your email list and love your list over the last couple of days. But I wanted to let you know that if you still want to do this, but you were not ready to commit to such a massive program, you can actually get this. So I didn't do this because the launch of Love Realist failed, but I did a downsell of the Black Friday SOS kit because so many people just wanted to buy it uh, after the cart closed that I was like, okay, so that wasn't a plan. But I think 100% that a lot of people are like, oh, well, like I just sold to them and now I feel awful. I think that it is when you're going at it with, I'm just giving them other avenues to get success in a work. Okay. But you have to go at it without that desperation. It's like, I know you're really excited about this. And while I can't get you from A to Z, this is going to get you from A to B. The other thing, if you desperately need cash, depending on your business model, the size of your audience, all of that sort of stuff. Technically, I guess you could run a flash sale on a different lower price product that has nothing to do with your launch. I mean, it could happen, but you might have to go on something like freelancer.com or Fiverr and do some VA work. It might have to be that you have to get a part-time job to be one of that seven main sources of income that you have. If you need cash now, you are desperate. And the way that you just did did not work. You can still have your passion for your people, but you also have to be realistic to what other money-making opportunities are there out there. And you're going to get scrappy. It might be driving Uber. It might be doing Uber Eats because you don't want people in your car. There is no shame. The only thing that is holding you back from that coin is the shame in it. There is no shame that you are fueling your dreams with a bridge situation. In fact, you should be proud of yourself because most people would have just given up on everything and been woe with me and been complaining for three weeks. But you are actively doing something to solve an issue that you have now. So that way you have the space, you have the energy, you have the bandwidth, you have non-resistance towards your audience to make it happen. And that is admirable. And remember, every single person has had a failed launch. And if they haven't, they're lying to you. It happens to everybody, guys. It truly, truly does. The biggest thing that you need to work on is not allowing the past to be the indicator of your future. Well, last time I launched this, nobody bought, or I only did this, or that always happened, or you know what I mean? No, there was one Wednesday when you never listened to this podcast, and now here you are. The past would have said you would have never listened to this, but literally now you have proof, 
that you did. So that is it for me and our Ask Us Anything series. Like I said, we'll be back in mid-August. I'll pop in in July to remind you about the Big Three Summit and to let you know our official back date because I'm going back and forth between the 11th and the 18th. It was supposed to be the 18th, but y'all know me. I cannot stay away from you guys that long. If you're going to miss Kate in the interim, definitely head on over to Instagram, Kate underscore Doster. I'll be hanging out there on my IG stories. I'm loving some reels and I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.